Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, I tell you, <laughs> in a praise service like this, you go in so many different directions. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Angel says, but you only have 25 minutes. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, she said something this morning when she got up to, to uh, when we came up first time. She, uh, she quoted from that passage over in 1 Peter. Turn over there with me. It stirred something up in me. 1 Peter, go to the... To the uh, <clears throat> Find out where I'm at. Second chapter, First Peter chapter two. In verse five, this is the verse she was she was quoting. She, she said, "You also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house." Amen. That's not it. It's verse number nine is what I'm looking for. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood a holy nation, his own special people, that you should proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Glory to God. Do you realize that the church, he's talking to the church, the body of Christ, that we are chosen, that this is a chosen, we are a chosen generation, that we are his own special people? Glory to God. He raised us up for a purpose, that we might proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness. Aren't you glad he called you out of darkness? And into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people. See, before you were born again, you were nobody. I don't care, I don't care what kind of family background you, you had or where you came from. As far as God was concerned, as far as redemption is concerned, you were nobody. But again, no matter what your background is, you're now somebody. Amen. You were not a people, but now you are the very people of God. You had not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. Isn't that good news? Well, you know, I've been talking about healing for the last number of weeks. And this, this passage just took me to, that she quoted took me to another passage. Now we've read this. Remember the wording of what we've just read here. And go with me to Deuteronomy chapter seven. Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter seven. I want you to see a parallel here. And let's look at verse six. Now of course this is Moses giving instruction by the spirit of God to the nation of Israel this young nation that had just been formed. And he says to them in verse six, you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you 
to be a people for himself. Is there a parallel here? He has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Now that was the nation of Israel. We know in Christ, it says in, in the book of Ephesians, that God has taken Jew and Gentile and of the two made one new man. That new man is the new creation man, the body of Christ. And so the nation of Israel, in a sense, was typical, was a type of the church. He said, you are a chosen people, a special uh, treasure above all the people on the face of the earth. Now notice what he said in verse seven. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people for you were the least of all people. Now there's a parallel there for us. Over in 1 Corinthians it says, you remember your calling brethren. Not many uh, uh, wise, not many noble, not many gifted, amen. Not, not much to you, he said. Where you came from, you didn't amount to very much. God didn't, chose the, didn't choose the wise, the wealthy, the, the influential of this world. Says he chose those who were nothing to bring to naught the, the, the wisdom of men and the things of, of this world. Oh, glory to God. That's why he said his love on us. Not because we were anybody to, be, to, to take note of, but to make us somebody. Oh, glory to God. It's, it goes on to say, it say in verse eight, but because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers. Now that's a code expression. When he talks about the oath which he swore to your fathers. He wasn't talking about your, he wasn't talking about their immediate father or grandfather. When it talks about the fathers, he's talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In fact, go over to the sixth chapter and look at verse 10. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, notice, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and so forth. And he tells you what he was gonna, tells him what he was gonna do. So that's who he's talking about here. Because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers. That's talking about the Abrahamic blessing. It was given to Abraham and Abraham passed it down to his son Isaac. Now Isaac was the son of, he wasn't his firstborn, but he was the son of promise. Remember, Ishmael was his first son, but Ishmael didn't get the blessing. Ishmael received a blessing from Abraham, but he didn't receive the blessing that God gave him, gave him for his dedicated seed. He reserved that for Isaac. And, and he passed that, he pronounced that blessing upon Isaac. Isaac, in turn, pronounced that, excuse me, that blessing upon Jacob. Remember the story? Jacob wasn't his firstborn either. Esau was the, was the heir according to birth. He, they were twins, but he came out first. He was born first. And, and Jacob tricked Esau into selling his birthright. 
Now you say, well, that's not a very nice thing to do. No, it's, 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 it's a deceptive thing to do. But it tells you something. It tells you that, that, Isaac, that, that Jacob valued the blessing more than Esau did. And Esau sold it up, the Bible says, for a morsel of food. Gave it up. And then when the two sons went in, you know, Jacob went in first and, and, and Isaac, uh, uh, I mean, uh, 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 yeah, Jacob went in first and Esau, I mean, and, and, and Isaac pronounced, I'll get it right, pronounced the blessing on him. Remember that? And then later, Esau came in and he wanted to get a blessing and, and, and he couldn't get that blessing because he had already pronounced it upon Jacob. And you see, he said, I have blessed. I have given the blessing. It can't be taken back because the blessing that Abraham pronounced on Isaac and Isaac pronounced on Jacob was not given by the will of the flesh. It came by the Holy Spirit. It actually, this is another operation of the gift in the New Testament. We hear the gift of special faith. The gift of special faith is used in pronouncing these kinds of blessings. They come by the power of God. And it was delivered to Jacob. And, 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 and Isaac said, there's nothing I can do about it. Jacob passed that, that blessing down to his sons. Oh, glory to God. It was the Abrahamic blessing. That's what this is talking about. But because, verse number eight, but because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, beginning with Abraham, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Go back over to 1 Peter real quick. Look at look where we were, 1 Peter chapter 2. Let me get there. Picking up in the middle of verse 9, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Oh, glory to God. Having delivered us from the authority of darkness and translating us into the kingdom of his dear son. Amen. See, that's the parallel over here in, in Deuteronomy. They were redeemed from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. That's a type of the devil in the kingdom of darkness. We've been delivered out of. Amen. Oh, glory. Therefore know, verse number nine, that the Lord your God, he is God. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. The church is the new people of God. We are the people of God. The blessing of Abraham, you say, well, that's wonderful. That's, the, that's just the blessing of Abraham. That belonged to the Jews. No. What does Galatians 3.13 say? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. What does verse 14 say? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Floridians. <laughs> Southerners. 
rednecks, ordinary folk, all the way up into Georgia, Tennessee. Amen. Come on. Yeah. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in union with Christ. Because Christ was the ultimate seed to whom the, to whom the blessing and the promise was made. Oh, glory to God. We are that chosen generation. We are that holy people. We are God's chosen. And he chose us that we might demonstrate and give voice and, and, and let the world know the praises and the virtues of God. Well, he's, the, the reason we can do that is because he's still faithful. He's still the faithful God. He's still keeping covenant and mercy today just like he was then. Oh, hallelujah. Do you believe that? Yes. Glory to God. Let's go on down to verse number 12. Then it shall come to pass because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. Well, there's an application there to us. These are the blessings of Abraham. He's saying this because it's part of the covenant that he made with Abraham. In my Bible where it says multiply you, in verse number 13, the margin says cause you to increase. Glory to God. He will love you, bless you, cause you to increase. He will also bless the fruit of your womb, in other words, your offspring, the fruit of your land, your grain, your new wine and oil, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. That's your material blessing. So, well, I don't have any flocks and I don't have any cows. Well, what do you have? Huh? Over in Deuteronomy 28, turn over a little bit, a little bit further, he said he'll bless your basket and your store. Yeah. And he said he will command the blessings upon you in, in all of these things. He talks about cattle and, and sheep and all of those things. He says he'll also he'll command his blessing upon you in your storehouses, plural, storehouses. Well, glory to God. That means, that means he'll bless your source of income. That means he'll bless your savings. That means he'll bless your investments. That means he'll bless everything that you put your hand to, it says in Deuteronomy, and whatever you set your hand to. That's part of the blessing. See, it was to the children of Israel as a type and, as, and to set the stage for what he would do for the church because the nation of Israel was the natural seed of Abraham, but Christ is the spiritual seed of Abraham. And when you were born again, you got adopted into that. You were born into that, birthed into that, baptized into that relationship. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Everything God promised them belongs to us and more. Because over in Hebrews it says that we have a better covenant established upon better promises. Woo, glory. Ha <laughs> ha. Think about that. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. Verse 14, he says, You shall be blessed above all people. There shall not be a male or female barren among you or among your livestock. There be no infertility. 
said there'd be no infertility among you. And the Lord, verse 15 says, the Lord will take away from you all sickness. How much sickness? How many diseases? Anything left over? The Lord will take, that's what he told the children of Israel. This is the blessing of Abraham. Amen. Now, let me give you another witness. Go over with me to the, to the book of Psalms. Go over to the 105th Psalm. Psalm 105. Now, Psalm 105, you, you, you're holding your place back there in Deuteronomy, I hope. But in, in Psalm 105, it, it's talking about the faithfulness. The heading in my Bible for, for Psalm 105 says, the eternal faithfulness of the Lord. Therefore know that the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God. Is he less faithful today than he was then? Is he less faithful to us than he was to, the, to, to his natural seed in the Old Testament? His covenant people in the Old Testament who weren't even born again, they really were servants of God, but they weren't children of God. Now they were called the children of Israel in that sense because they belonged to him, but they spiritually were not born of God. Would he be more faithful to them than he would be to us? No, he's the faithful God, isn't that right? Well, Psalm 105 talks about how, he talks about his faithfulness and how he delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. And uh, it talks about, uh, he, in verse seven, he is the Lord our God, the judgments, his judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham and with the oak to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant. You remember Jacob, God changed his name to Israel. Yeah. And so he goes on, he tar starts talking about how how he brought them out through Moses. If you go down to verse 26, he sent his servant Moses and Aaron whom he had chosen and so forth and talks about the wonders that he, shown, that he showed and how he sent darkness and, and, and uh, turned the waters into blood and killed all the fish and, and how he brought them out. Remember all of that? That was talking about the, the, how God delivered the, the, the children of Israel out of Egypt, which is a type of our redemption in Christ. Isn't that right? We were, we were in bondage to the kingdom of darkness and God delivered us and brought us out, praise God. The, red, the passage of the Red Sea is typical of our new birth in Christ and the blood of Christ. Notice in verse 37 how he brought the children of Israel out from Egypt. He brought them out with silver and gold and there was none feeble among his tribes. And then he goes on, talks about a little bit more about it. And then he tells us why he did this. Why did he bring them out with silver and gold? Why was there none feeble? For verse 42 says, for he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. He brought them out with silver and gold and there was no feeble people among the entire company of people who came out of Israel. Not one feeble person. And, he, and, and it was because of the covenant. He remembered his covenant. Well, that, that, that covenant, that blessing has come upon us. Amen. He still keeps covenant and mercy. Yes. 
And it's, and it's the same covenant. It's the same covenant. Jesus, see, in, in every covenant uh, of, of uh, these former times, in every covenant took two people. And these two people had to have some degree of equality. And one person would give everything he had and the other person would give everything they had and then they would, they would come into a, a covenant relationship where each owned what the other had. Well, God made, God made a covenant with Abraham, came down in the darkness, burning fire, this mysterious setting where God came down to Abraham and entered into covenant. And he said, as for me, this is what I'll do. Well, you know, that's not exactly a, a, an equal covenant. <laughs> Abraham was a little bit less able to offer uh, something uh, uh, suitable to God but he did offer up his firstborn Isaac he did attempt to offer up his chosen son of promise remember that his son was a type of Christ he, off, he made the, the attempt to obey God and offer up his son. And he took the knife and was gonna kill him. And, and the Lord said, stop. Now I know. Now I know you would obey me. You would do, you would even offer up your only son. That's what God was looking for. But Abraham was still just an ordinary man in that sense. He wasn't a sinless man. He still had his faults. And you're dealing with God on one side and as good as Abraham was, he st still didn't measure up. But Christ came. Galatians says, to whom the promises were really made. Oh, glory. And Christ offered himself up. It, it took someone like Jesus Christ to, to, to complete that covenant. Someone who could stand before God without sin. Oh, hallelujah. God actually came down and became flesh in order to provide that other person. See, when you, when you, when you sum it all up, it's all God. I mean, it's God on one side and God on the other side. Hallelujah. But he did it in the form of a man. Woo! And he sealed that covenant. He completed that covenant. Now everything that belongs to God belongs to Christ, the man Christ Jesus. Oh yeah, it was all his before, we know that. But he humbled himself and, and, and laid aside his power and glory and became like man in order to take and receive everything God had for man to do it as a man. Entered into covenant with God completed that covenant and then everything that belongs to God the Father belonged to God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. He became an heir, the Bible says, of God. Woo. When we, when we were, I didn't know it. When I, when I got, when I, when I accepted Christ, I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> I had, no how, I had no idea how rich it was. I, just did, I just didn't want to go to hell. 
I mean, that was my biggest motivation. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I didn't know what belonged to me in Christ. Neither did you. The truth is when we were born again, we were brought into union with Christ. And we are joint heirs with him. Whoo! <laughs> that's pretty tall cotton right there. That's, 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 big, that's hitting the big time. I mean, we have struck it rich in God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And everything that's part of the covenant that ever was a part of the covenant belongs to us. Hallelujah. None feeble, no sickness. Hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.